So, hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Sex in the Bull City. I am Dr. Sophia Cottle, and really happy to be here with y'all today. Um, two podcasts in two days, that's exciting. So yesterday we did one about um, our, our therapeutic staff responding to common Google questions about therapists and therapy, and that was really fun. We'll probably do that again, because that was, that, was, that was a good time. Um, and probably also helpful for people. But today I'm excited. I always love um, growing the team at Bull City Psychotherapy. And um, Marae Crockett is here with me, our newest marriage and family therapist, actually our, our only MFT. And I love, I love MFTs. There's an amazing training to be an MFT. Actually, that might be interesting for us to explain the difference. Um, between MFTs and and social workers and counselors, and then what is psychotherapy? <laughs> like, who who came up with that word? Because that's that's what I call our practices. We do deep work, but um, yeah, I'm excited to be here with you, Marae. How are you? I'm doing well, and I'm excited to be here with you as well. Yeah, awesome. So why don't we actually start there? And you know, if any of y'all listen to um, our podcast, Sex in the Bull City you'll know that I'm a very relaxed person and we don't do editing. We do not practice. We just get up here and talk and have a relaxed conversation or I interview people um, when there's interesting things and I can get them to come and talk to me. Um, so so we're just going to, you know, come up with some interesting but also helpful um, conversation around Marae and her expertise so that anybody who's looking for a therapist that y'all can get to know our therapists and you can really listen and think, Hey, I might be a good match with this person. And so, um, we're just going to talk about, um, you know, Marae's first, I think we should start with training because that's actually a really helpful thing. So what's, what is a, a marriage and family therapist? How's that different than like what I do? Cause we're both therapists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so marriage family therapy is a more specialized training. Um, We are systemic thinkers. So Mm -hmm. we are constantly thinking about how something is impacting the whole family system, um, society. And we take that all into account when we're working with clients, whether it's individually um, or with couples or with families. Um, We're not alone in this world. And we're always affecting each other in some type of way. So we just think from that lens of how are you affecting someone else and how is someone else affecting you? Oh, wow. I love that. I'm not really sure that I knew that. And so I'm really glad we started here. Um, It makes sense to me, but I think I probably thought that y'all just got a ton more training from the get-go in couples work and in family therapy. And um, I didn't realize that, that there was a, a whole systemic um, model that you really, you know, sort of like operate from, from the get-go. Like that's, that's how you are viewing not only um, your client, your clients and your caseload, but just, you know, you affect them, they affect people in the family, then they affect the community. And that's, I love that. That's interesting. Thank you for explaining that. Yeah, no problem. It's once you think that way, you can't turn it off. It's always, well, maybe something happened with their family members today or, you know, it's, it's always a constant, okay, well, you know, maybe they're having a bad day, but yeah. maybe someone triggered that bad day. So yeah, yeah it's a way of thinking, honestly. 
It's, it's a really lovely way of thinking. And um, I, I know I try to think about that, that, you know, we're all connected. And so, you know, what I do affects you, what you do affects me, and then we affect people throughout the day and others affect us. And, you know, really to think about that, um, I, for me, it's been a, a big part of recovery to really understand that, you know, when I am having a bad day, it's really not okay to, you know, snap someone's head off because, I'm having a bad day and um, it's just really good to think about that. So thanks for sharing that. How do you, how do you work on that with your clients? Um, what specifically? Like the systemic way of being, like how do you share that with, with clients? Um, well, I really just ask them how um, their family system affects them and I get mm-hmm. their perspective on what they think about their family, how their family, you know, how their upbringing affected them, how their current surroundings affect them. And we kind of just have a conversation about all of those things. Um, And we go from there. Yeah. um, Because everyone's family system is different. And so it's really individualized work. Okay. And, and once, once that conversation kind of builds on itself over time, do you find that clients start having a better understanding of how they affect everyone and everything around them? Yes, okay. they do. They, um, so I like to do um, genograms with my mm-hmm. clients just to get an overall view of their family system mm-hmm. and any type of generational trauma that may be passed down or just what are the family roles? Um, you know, where do they fit in the family system? What does that look like? And they start putting the pieces together for themselves because they have a visual. Mm-hmm. Um, and they learn a lot. They learn their roles in the family, how they got those roles. Do they want to keep those roles? Um, so it gets it gets to be really fun and, and interesting work. Yeah. Oh, it really sounds, it sounds like it. It sounds lovely. Um, I'm really enjoying this conversation. I had no idea. This is what happens in our podcast. I have no idea what's going to happen, but this is, this is very interesting. I'm loving this. So, okay. And um, just for our listeners, and I know you just briefly talked about it and and I'm sorry if y'all can hear like a little clatter. I've got a cat in here with me and it's actually a stray cat. So it's, it's just now discovering the the wires underneath my desk. So my apologies if it's loud. Whoa. So um, can you explain a little bit more about what a genogram is, please? Oh, so I like to explain it. It's like a family tree, but okay. a little bit more detailed. Um, we get to really understand each person in the family system and okay. how um, they affect the family system. So we get some basic knowledge about each person. Um, and we just spend a long time talking about each person in your family and what that family tree, so to speak, looks like. And that whole process is not one session, I wouldn't think. Like, that is kind of ongoing work that might happen over the course of few mm-hmm. a few weeks or maybe even several weeks. Because, I mean, cause a lot of that is, you know, it takes the brain time to accommodate new information. And yeah. even though it's their family and they know their family, y'all are going to be, you know, really talking at a much deeper level, they're going to be experiencing their family more deeply. And, mm-hmm. um, and that just takes time to kind of work through that, I would think. Yeah. So I have them um, usually either take a picture of it, if we do it on a whiteboard, or I have them actually 
you know, draw it out for themselves so they can continue to add to it when they make connections, when they go back home for Thanksgiving or when they see family members. Um, So it gets to be something that they really enjoy and they keep um, because it's like a, I mean, it's a lot of information about their family. So they get to give it to their kids if they want to or explain it to their children. Mm. So, Oh, I love that. That's, that's really cool. Um, that, that would be so helpful. I mean, I, I think a lot of people know that we specialize in sex addiction, sex therapy, intimacy work, connection, relationships, and also grief. Lots of grief work, um, original grief work, not the death and dying kind of grief work necessarily, but we do work with that. Um, that, you know, whenever we're talking about addiction, um, it's it's really helpful to be able to understand that information from the genogram, but then even better when people do their amends, if, if they're working the steps, and in our practice, we encourage people working 12-step, um, to, to really, you know, show that to children as, you know, really the generational, um, I, I call it generational original grief that is passed down. Um, it's, you know, it, it's so important for everyone to see and in that amends process, um, you know, for kids to really feel the amend, but also understand that these things don't just happen because of a bad day. Right. That it, right. It's like this has been in place for generations and each generation does a little bit better than the one prior. But what a cool way to, to have that as a concrete tool to really show children, to show kids, I mean, not small children necessarily, but, you know, whenever the age appropriate time is to have conversations, but that's, that's really cool. I love that. Yeah. I love it. I do it with everyone. I've done it for myself and my mm-hmm. own family. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's great, especially, I mean, like you said, with addiction, you get to see, was it passed down to you? Yeah. Um, or if you had a parent who was struggling with addiction, how did that affect, you know, you, how did it affect the person how did it affect your parent? Was their grandparents struggling with addiction? So um, it gets to be a great document. And also when it gets to the person that's actually coming to therapy, it's like, okay, this is your, your history. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we're here now and you have the, you know, you have the power to go a different direction if you want to and change the family genogram. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. so it's very empowering work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's nice. I'm all about that. I, I love to empower people. I'm loving what you're saying, Marae. That's awesome. Um, can you sort of just do a high level explanation or or really just description of some of your other talents? I know you do EMDR, you specialize in couples, but just sort of, you know, highlight a few things that you'd like people to know about you. Yeah, so I do do EMDR. Um and it's really used for people who have had severe traumas um, who want to go ahead and tackle some of those traumas and kind of move past um, where they are currently and how the trauma is affecting them currently. Um, a lot of times when we have had traumatic experiences, we kind of get stuck in those experiences and they show up in our current relationships. They show up in how we treat ourselves. Um, sometimes people can't remember the trauma, but they're living out the trauma. And so we use EMDR to kind of process some of those memories um, and create new foundations for them, create new, you know, healthier and happier relationships and move forward with their lives. Yeah. And it's pretty, 
pretty effective and pretty quick too. It, it is. I love EMDR and I'm an EMDR therapist as well. It is, it is the quickest therapy. It absolutely has transformed the way I do therapy when I finally got trained. So I think it's amazing. Um, yeah. And so speaking of trauma, um, so you can, you can work with people about all kinds of traumas. You're, you're not necessarily specifically focused in sex addiction, although you can definitely help a sex addict with his or her trauma um, and or a partner for betrayal trauma. So that, so you definitely are in that wheelhouse, but, but this could also be for any kind of abuse or really any kind of abandonment. I mean, you know, it, it, it's, it's just, it's, it's such a broad and versatile tool to use in therapy and alternative therapy that, you know, I use it for everything, honestly, but anything that's negative, any kind of trauma, we use it for our grief processing and our practice. Um, you can help with all of those things. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I've, um, I've worked with a few betrayal trauma clients and that's a new wheelhouse for me, but I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Um, just giving them support and kind of working through trauma. And they also have the support of their partner who's also trying to get better and trying to, you know, create a new foundation and give their partner the space to work through the trauma that they have caused them. So, yeah, nice. Yeah, that's great. And then can you talk a little bit about, um, couples work and, and family therapy, like, I don't do family therapy, so I can't really speak to that. But I, I would love to hear from you because I know that that is your that is your very very specialized training is in couples and families. So maybe even a little, uh, if you can talk in, in in some detail around how like your training is much more specialized than mine in couples and family. I'd, I'd love to hear from you about that. Yeah, so I love the family therapy. Um, I think it's a great thing when any family comes in and wants to work on their relationship, whether it be a really bad relationship to where they are not getting along, people are cut off, um, and they don't know where to start, or just a, a new relationship, whether it's like a, a blended family situation where people are getting married and want to merge, you know, the children and the other family members. So um, I work with all types of families. Um and we do trauma, I do trauma work with families. So some families have had, you know, people who have struggled with addiction, people who have been through abuse, um, people who are suffering from severe mental health disorders who may need extra support to surround the family member. Um, so it's a variety of different people who come to see me for family therapy, but the ultimate goal is to help the family work as a functioning system and be supportive of each other um, to accomplish whatever goal that they are trying to accomplish. Um, so I kind of break it down to what is the family goal? What do they want? What do they want the family system to look like? And how do we get there? And we kind of set some some goals around um, the process and how they're going to work together and what are the rules, what are the boundaries? And we kind of go from there to help them be effective and healthy. That sounds really great. I mean, again, you know, you're talking about systems again, the family as a system. So that's really cool. Yeah, that makes so much sense. I appreciate that. And then how about for couples work? Yeah, so I 
think systemically with couples too. So um, I like, well, it depends on the couple, right? Because sometimes each couple wants a different type of system for their for their partnership, for their marriage. Um, so we have to pinpoint what do they want their relationship to look like? Um, that's like the ultimate goal. Mm. We come to an agreement on what this relationship is supposed to look like by the end of therapy. And that gets to be a hard thing to do because sometimes they come in and they can't, you know, they cannot agree. They Their values don't align. Their thoughts aren't aligning. So we kind of do some work to get them on the same page and then with that comes do they do they have trauma they need to work through to get to the end goal um so it gets a little complicated but we get there and we work through um you know different things to get to the end goal of having a healthy marriage or having a healthy partnership um yeah so yeah the couples are tricky but fun (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can be tricky. Um, I definitely do couples therapy. My training's different. I've had to find the training after my my master's. Um, so our training is different, but it's very tricky. Very, very tricky. Absolutely. But enjoyable. Um, okay, great. Um, anything else that, that you'd like to share with, with people who are listening and, and, and maybe someone, again, who's looking for a therapist and they kind of wanted to you know, check this out and see what you have to say. Yeah, I think if you're listening and if you're interested in um, starting therapy, whether it's individual couples or families, um, I guess the first start is just acknowledging that you feel like you need help and support in reaching a goal um, or that you need a new structure, you need a new foundation for whatever relationship that you may have, whether it's a relationship with yourself the relationship with your partner or relationship with family members Um, because sometimes they can be dysfunctional and you want to, you know, create some, create some stability and just live a happy, you know, a happy and healthy life. Um, So if you're interested and are curious about therapy, I love to say therapy is normal. It's helpful, extremely helpful. And, it's okay to say I can't do these things alone. I don't know how to do them by myself. I need some help um, and to reach out and schedule a session. I, I like I like that. Thank you so much for saying that because, you know, most of us don't know how to do relationships in a helpful way. Most of us. And so it's, it's not only okay, but it's really necessary to get help. And, and sometimes... Like our friends and our family are not that helpful because we're trying to change something that is part of the norm of where we come from. And so it's not that we don't talk with them. We just kind of will learn to talk with people differently who we already know. And then we'll we'll take our new skills to new relationships, too. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think that's really helpful that, you know, it's it's you know, it's just it is a normal thing to want to have help the right kind of help. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's difficult to do work on your own, honestly. I I don't like doing my own work. I have my own personal therapist, and I like, I'm like, okay, listen, I'm scheduling a session today. I have things that I need to work on, and I need help, and I don't want to do it alone. So I take the same approach with my clients. Like, it's okay to say that and get the help that you need. That actually reminds me of um, one of the questions from the list that we got from Google. 
that we didn't get to yesterday, but do therapists have therapists? And Mm -hmm. the answer is yes, and hopefully yes. Um, I certainly can't speak for all therapists, but we should have therapists because we have to be able to work through our stuff so that we can help other people. And the other thing that's important to know is that we can only help people as deeply as we've done our own work. Mm-hmm. So if if I don't know anything about, you know, family therapy and, I, and my family, we haven't done family therapy and there's a lot of dysfunction in my family of origin and there is, um, then that's, that's not really something that I do. I, I don't um, do family therapy. Um, and so it's really important. Yeah. That, that we are in therapy. So hope that's actually a really good question. People, I like, I like to empower, um, people and clients. And so if, if I were you, anybody listening, when you're interviewing a therapist, ask him or her, or they, Hey, are you in therapy also? Like, I don't even know what you're talking about, but I just want to know, is that important to you? Well, I think it's important to know what it feels like to be sitting on the couch and walking through the doors. I mean, I think that's something that you should be aware of as a therapist because everyone has a different perspective of what therapy is, but I'm pretty sure most of the time it's always nerve wracking um, to come in and talk to someone for the first time. So Mm -hmm. I know what it feels like to say, hey, I have to get to know this new therapist. I don't know this lady. (laughs) I'm about to tell her all of my problems Um, and kind of, you know, work past that and and get started on something new. So I know what it's like. And I think other therapists should know what it's like, too, because, I mean, someone's coming to you and they're being very vulnerable with you. Mm -hmm. You should know what it feels like to be that vulnerable with someone and have to work through that. Yeah, that's a great point, too. That's a great point. Well, thanks, Marae. This has been really helpful, very enlightening for me, and I hope for other people listening. And um, yeah, everybody out there, I just, I highly encourage you, if you are are looking for a therapist, um, you know, Marae has a very comfortable, relaxed, yet expertise feel, I think, to you, Marae. And um, I feel very comfortable with you. And I think that you would be a, a very just, you know, open and accepting therapist. So I'm hoping that, um, you know, people will will listen to this and, and get in touch with you. Our website is www.bullcitypsychotherapy.com. And again, I'm Dr. Sophia. And um, please share our podcast with others so we can get more listeners. And please also um, reach out to us if you have a topic that you'd like to hear from us about. We'd love to, to do a podcast about lots of different questions. So you can contact any of us. All of our, our emails are on the website. And anyway, this has been great, Marae. Thank you so much for spending this time with me again two days in a row. This has been nice. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate this, and I really enjoyed the conversation. Um, I like the laid-back approach, so this was nice. <laughs> yeah, very laid-back, yes. Okay, great. Thanks again, and thanks, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of Sex and the Bull City. Take care. Bye-bye.